Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. That's Sebastian. Feels like it's been longer than a week since the last time we recorded. A lot's going on. So a lot happening. So much has happened. Um. So yeah. So last week <clears throat> we recorded, and I was in North Carolina. Now I'm back home. Uh, actually, just finished uh, doing my last group presentation. So I have one more assignment due, and then I'm done with my course, or hopefully done with my course. Um, hopefully you pass. Hopefully I pass. If not, I'm going to be doing the course again, or I'm going to be, you know, doing some of these things again. So, you know, you can either get a green, a yellow, or a red. Gotcha. Green hold on, if you go. can hear this plane in the background. Wait, hold on, I lost it. Sorry. Green means go. Uh, yellow means uh, you have 12 months to complete some assignments over. Red means uh, go home. So, but cut. huh? Yeah, yeah. You got cut. You got cut from the team. You got cut from the team. So this last assignment is actually really interesting because it's something we're we're getting to implement at Del Reun. And obviously, you and I are going to be a part of that because we're implementing it primarily in the girls' side or at first. Um, so it, it was a whole encom- a whole um, periodization plan encompassing tactical and physical periodization. So it was a really interesting. Um, assignment just there was a lot of uh, work on the relative age effect there's a lot of work on our ability to um, connect the different pieces specifically we worked in the 13 to 15 age group on the girl side differences between girls and boys um, and then how do you now connect the pieces tactically then link them back physically for periodization so very very interesting um, yeah. So makes you makes you think a little bit about how you run your sessions and how you yeah, play. I mean, I think it, a lot of it has to do with with your tactical principles as a as an organization or as a with your based on your game model, and then how do you link that to what you're doing in practice, right? And what kind of cycles are you running? And uh, is it a six week cycle? Is it a three week cycle? What within that cycle, like what micro cycles are you doing or micro cycles are you doing within those blocks? Like what are the blocks based off of? tactically that then link physically like it's a lot going on um and one big learning takeaway was the fact that we have to be specific right be specific with what it is that you're trying to get it's not just we're working on defending in the defensive third okay what what are you like what specific moment are you looking for are you gagging pressing are you high pressing are you playing an offside trap yeah but again even even if you're pressing high right like at what age group do you begin to press high? And then with which players and what are you teaching within that? Right. Where on the field are you? Right, but right, but but you can you can work on just pressing with your nine if you wanted to. Yeah. Or you could press on working work on pressing with your seven and eleven, right? Or the combination of all three, right? So there's a press lot of one. what? You press with your one. Press with your one. Yeah. We're we're working on we're working on counter pressing with our one. Um Gotta go over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> figure out who the one is. <laughs> Gotta figure out who the one is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, very, very exciting stuff. Um, and then yesterday was the first session for the diamonds. Um, I was super happy uh because we we were able to be there. Um, or I was able to be there. 
you were somewhere else, and so was Kirsten, and so was Sagardan. So, which is fine. It was all planned out. Uh, it's not like you were you weren't there because you just didn't want to show up. You weren't there because you had stuff going on. Um, and same thing with Sagardan. Huh? The scrimmage in Sagardan. We were making each other better. The question is, did you win? <laughs> I think I did. You think you you think you won? There was a point that I was down two one. Ooh. I told those kids not to go in there cocky and play two touch and switch the field. Smoke, smoke. They went in there like uh, just pumped out and got scored on twice the same way. I was like, they're looking at me. I'm like, don't say I didn't tell you. <laughs> More worried about other things than keeping the ball, playing wide and finishing the ball. But you guys want to do other things. I mean, so yeah. I kind of know something in my top of my head. They're like, no, coach, you actually know a lot. <laughs> Maybe you should listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a good point. The funniest part about yesterday, though, I mean, you always have those kids that beg to play striker. So I said, yeah. what what better opportunity than a scrimmage that means nothing? Okay. Put this kid at striker. And then I said, man, you may have earned yourself some minutes at striker. He was doing, he went in there and did everything right. Like he did everything that we've been working on, laying the ball off, making runs. I said, maybe you are a striker. <laughs> So he earned himself some minutes this weekend as a striker. There you go. Well, speaking of this weekend, where are we on? Going to Reading. Why am I missing? Going to Reading. <laughs> depends. Right. Actually, depends on what field you're playing on. <laughs> where you're going. Yeah. Um, um, they were going to the Reading Rage Tournament. Oh, the Reading Rage Flash Tournament. Right, Reading Rage Flash. It's named after, a, it's in honor of a player. Oh, it is? Yeah. Her name oh. is Flash. Oh, for okay. Reading Rage passed away. Oh wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, you should read the website. Oh, I just look for the schedule. Unfortunately, I, I don't everybody I didn't, clicks I didn't. it. Yeah. No, I was named after a player. Um, she passed away. I don't really can't remember the specifics, but I do know that's why it's the flash tournament. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Um, yeah, so we're heading up to Reading. Well, I I have some other exciting news that have happened before I head up to Reading. So oh, yeah. We made the playoffs at Odessa. Made the playoffs. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, the congratulations just for the players. I they they did all the work. I didn't, I, you know, I just kind of helped out. Well, if they didn't have a coach, they wouldn't make the playoffs, right? Well, I guess in theory, if they didn't have a coach, they wouldn't be allowed to play. So yeah, you need that coach that rides the bus. You need someone that rides the bus, and that was me. Well, it's not just me. It was also Kirsten, uh, Lydia, our athletic trainer, and then the support staff, obviously, at the school. So Everybody's yeah. got to run the bus. Big congratulations with the first girls team in the school's history to make the playoffs. There you go. Get a brick. Put a brick down. I mean, hey, you got to start somewhere, right? Someone's got to be the first. Um, you know, You're the, the all-time winningest girls soccer coach at Odessa. The football team made the playoffs in the fall. Um, so it was, you know, congratulations to them. I kind of did want to have the little, like the the you know, be the first playoff team in the school, but you know, football team congratulations to them. They got in the fall. Who were the first spring sport to have a playoff spot? There you go. Well, um, in the first, well, congratulations sport. to you know our other Delaware Union players that are playing in the tournament this weekend. I think you have an opponent uh, with Delaware Union players, uh, Newark Charter. We do, we do, yeah, we do have an opponent with, yeah. And so yeah, so we play Newark Charter. Um, play tomorrow, Saturday, um, at uh, it, we play at Caravel. For whatever reason, um, 
no home field advantage and your field has to be the same certain size so, doesn't it size. Mm, makes sense yeah yeah so we yeah so there we are i mean ultimately we it'll be really exciting i'm i'm looking forward to it um nervous slightly nervous um also making a long day because as soon as i'm done with the game i gotta head up to reading and coach a bunch of games there and run around but but no it was a good it was a good it was definitely a good um uh a good step for those players um you know hopefully we'll see some postseason accolades for individual players as well um so we'll be able to announce those once they're officially announced publicly um we'll we'll announce those as well uh but yeah no overall overall was good stuff i mean excited excited for for that um also picked up two more diamonds players uh so we can w- officially welcome to the diamonds uh cheyenne donahue uh who will be attending wilmington university she currently plays at smyrna um and then emily navarette um never ready yeah so uh emily is going to be joining us as well um so she's she's a i mean again based on what she said to me and was what i saw she said she can play anywhere in the field i said are you a goalkeeper she said no except for that i said okay she's like well but you know i, I like to score goals i like to play up top i was like all right perfect so Emily's going to be playing in the attack for us. Perfect. So Close really excited to there. have Emily. Emily's a junior, so coming in with a lot of experience from Wilmington. So yeah, excited for the diamond season. Before you know it, that first game's here. I think what June 1st? June 1st, yeah. Two weeks. Um, and then also we did a uniform reveal. We did pictures for the uniform reveal. So shout out to Hillary for for the pictures. The pictures look cool. Pictures look really good. The uniforms look nice. They're bright the first time you see them, and then you got to kind of settle into it. But then, the, then they look really good. But that first look, you're like, "Whoa, that's a bright uniform." But no, I was, you know, very, very excited. Very, very good. All, all good stuff. Yeah, Dan and I were just scrimmaging. I was like, "Hey, you going to the diamonds practice?" His response: "When does that start?" <laughs> Have you checked on teams now, Dan? Uh, he hasn't sent an alert yet. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's what he needs. Yeah, he's the alert guy. He's the only person that uses the alert feature. <laughs> I need to. Ha- I need to create an alert every time we have practice. Hey, we're starting practice, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah. <that's> me. <laughs> All right. Um, what's going on in the world of uh, world world football, there, Dwayne? World football. Uh, what happened? What, what happened on Wednesday? Uh, the Union tied zero zero. Nope, a little bit, a little bit bigger, a little bigger. Uh, what's today? Friday. Yeah, Wednesday. What happened on Wednesday? Wednesday. Crystal Palace played yesterday. <laughs> There's a bunch of MLS games on Wednesday. What happened on Wednesday? The Europa League final. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't. I watched it. Frankfurt. Actually, I saw something on Facebook. I saw a person with a Frankfurt jersey on. Yeah, I, I have a Frankfurt jersey. I have a Frankfurt jersey. I don't, but yeah, I so do. I, I do. Yeah, I have one. I forgot that I had one, but yeah, I have a I have a Frankfurt jersey. Who won? Actually, no. Do I have a Frankfurt jersey? No, but who won? Frankfurt. Oh, I yeah, know. PKs. Dude, I'm like, yeah. So one 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 going into the, um, going into the, uh, end of regulation. Then they ended up playing in the overtime or the extra time. Um, so the full 120. Um, Kevin Trapp makes a phenomenal save in the last like t- 
two minutes of of uh of regulation that you would have expected that Rangers was gonna score at that point and they didn't, but a really, really good it seemed like it was a back and forth game, and then the PKs. I will tell you that except for and I feel kind of bad and if it's it's funny because we we talk about I feel like even though I want to I want to be someone that um likes Arsenal to a certain extent, um because of my connection with fields. Um, I, I will say that it, it, you know, Aaron Ramsey took might have might have taken one of the worst PKs I've seen in a long time. Trash. <laughs> uh, but trash. But, but but the other nine PKs were absolutely outstanding, like outstanding penalty kicks. Uh, there's nothing any goalkeeper could have done outside for Aaron Ramsey's. Yeah, um, I, that completely they got to advertise that better because I completely I mean it was advertised I saw it I, I missed it it was out there don't forget next was it next Wednesday is the uh, conference league uh, final uh, Roma <laughs> I mean but listen that I feel like the conference league final on Wednesday is going to be more watched than the Frankfurt uh I mean, Rangers After Sunday, I don't really care what happens. What do you mean? Deadline day. Manchester City about to secure this title. Oh, oh, after oh, after this Sunday? Yeah. So you don't care about the, the Champions League final? No, because Manchester City didn't make it. Oh, okay. So you don't care who wins between Liverpool and Real Madrid? No. You don't care about what hap- what's happening with... Uh, with um, um, what's his name? Um, this week Mbappe? he's staying at PSG. Is it, is it confirmed yet? They said he's more likely to stay at PSG than go to no, Real no, no, because he, he's supposed to go like LeBron James with it, and like, isn't he supposed to do some sort of a like big announcement? I don't know. I mean, now with Messi leaving, he might stay. Messi is now leaving. I have, I have told you that that was debunked. Did I not tell you? The Messi. David Beckham's broke. We all know no, this. No, so look, so so this is why when everybody started posting this and you sent me this, and we'll make a quick transition into this because that's fine. Um, when you sent me this, I went into my Argentinian website that's got all the messy information that you're supposed to have because they got the connection to Messi's people. Uh, they're in the messy camp. Um, and nothing was there. For hours, nothing was there. I kept seeing it all over the place and nothing showed up. Nothing. Finally, late at night, something shows up. Debunked. Talk to Messi's family. No one. Like, it's a false claim. He didn't buy anything at, at Inter Milan. Yeah, he can't buy anything right now. No, he's not buying any. No, it's not being confirmed. So I am not taking that. David Beckham is broke. He needs somebody to help fill the stands. He needs Bring a better team. That's what he needs. That's what I'm saying. But he, he's broke because he's been. Nah. He's got fined because he had all those paying all those players. He thought it was the Premier League. Messi's like, <laughs> going to enter Miami. It's sold. It it it's not it's not a hundred percent real. Done done no, deal. it's not. No, it's not. Ink's already dried. It's in a it's in a vault. It's Mm-mm. done. No, done. I don't believe it. All right, I'm, you'll I'm be the first I'm, one on a plane to Miami. Huh? You'll be the first one on a plane to Miami. Well, yeah. If, I mean, if I if if that happens, and I'm going Actually, to the Philadelphia Union are going to say, well, shout out to all the fake fans that didn't show up on Wednesday. 
<laughs> now, when, now when tickets are, you didn't want to buy the $15 tickets. Now when tickets are $125, <laughs> I'm trying to come back. I think I think if Messi were to go to the MLS, were to come to the MLS, I think it would be a bigger. It would be obviously a bigger um, spectacle than it was when when Ibra was here and when Drogba was here and when Beckham played play half the games. Huh? Drogba didn't play on turf. I mean, I watched Drogba play. Drogba played against the Union. I saw him. I mean, he. I don't think he wore the right jersey, but the right size jersey. But he, I saw him. Yeah, I think it'll it'll definitely be a bigger impact because he's a bigger iconic star than Beckham. I mean, Beckham was a star, but the way social media and how accessible it is to watch soccer now, like Messi's huge. So, yeah. But the, do you think? Do you honestly think, based on how the MLS has been going? I mean, the Philadelphia Union improved it, right? They're the top of the, they're the top of the East. Um, Austin had a f- horrendous season last year, and then the top of the West. Um, I mean, do you honestly think you can flat out like just buy stars and just win an MLS trophy? Yeah, I mean, if Inter you, Miami. If you buy the right it. star, and you, I mean, if you buy the right star and they're in the right point in their career, I think so. I mean, how how long has Chicharito been in, in LA Galaxy? I don't know. Carlos, yeah, that's fine, but still not winning a title. I'm not build around the team, right? But 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 that's my point, right? So it's not just one player, right? Like Austin's doing it with with still international players, but you're bringing in younger international players, or you're bringing role players that aren't weren't stars in their club that you got them from, and. Or you're the union where you're just building in from within. I think everybody's got their different model. I think they all have. I mean, I think in LA, you probably need the star power because you're in that market. Where you, I mean, Atlanta was able to do it once. But I think LA is a little bit different because you're in that market where it's like soccer's huge. You need you need that star power there. Like you need that or you're not going to sell seats. Like, well, I mean, yeah. Be, yeah. On, be honest with you. If, if LA Galaxy are building from within, no one's showing up to those games. No, you need, they you, reach need, that you need you need to be able to reach the community, right? So as was hence Chicharito and Carlos Vela at LAFC. Yeah. Um, no, if they brought in like um like younger Mexican internationals and they're talking that are on the rise, yeah. then yeah, maybe maybe that works, but still think you need to build I think you still need the star power in certain markets so you could build from within. Like there's no stars going to Austin, Texas. Let's be real. Aaron Ramsey. Here we go. But you know what I'm saying? Like Austin, Austin FC is never going to get like a retiring superstar player from overseas. They're not. You're just not. Harry unless Kane. you're like Clint, Harry, unless Harry Kane is going to Unless Austin. you're Clint Dempsey retiring. Like that's where he'll get. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like not getting something like that. Harry Kane goes to cost Austin FC. No. <laughs> Good shot. <laughs> No, actually, he's going to go to Cincinnati. Christian Pulisic will retire. Or Minnesota. Christian Pulisic will retire with the Philadelphia Union. Why Why would he retire with the Union? Hometown team. I, I guess. Hour and a half away from PA Classics. Trust me, I just drove it. Yeah, no, I know. I get that. But like, it's not like he played there. Got to do it for the state. Do you? Got to do it. All right. I mean, I guess. You want one final payday. 
Yeah, but that's the thing. Is it, is it, is, is it within the model of the union to bring him in? You want to be the next? You want to go overseas at the age of seventeen? Watch this guy. Maybe. Um. All right, and then the other the other big news this week was the U.S. national teams um reached a new collective bargaining agreement between the U.S. men's uh, players association and then the U.S. women's national team uh, have reached a new collective bargaining agreement in which uh, ensures equal pay across the board for both teams. Um, The men have decided to, uh, because their World Cup, um, even though they might not make it as far, their World Cup um, winnings will be larger than the women's World Cup winnings, so they've decided to pull all the winnings together and divide them out equally. So works. huge, huge steps. Um, it ensures uh, same travel, same quality of training facilities, um, all same playing surfaces, like physically playing surfaces um, are the same. So that way men, women don't have to train on turf when the men train on grass and, and things like that. So overall, a huge step in which has been a 10-year process. Yeah. Since I started a 10-year process um, and we have we finally reached it, which I think will be a landmark into what potentially you'll see across the world. Yeah. Um, so good for them. Good opportunity. Good opportunity for everybody to be on the same playing surface. And you know, maybe the women should scrimmage the men, see what happens. Yeah, I don't know if you should do that, but I mean, maybe. Men might lose. <laughs> maybe. Down bad, um, they're down bad. They're down two key players right now. There you go. Yeah, you might. Um, all right. And then I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to talk about something that that's slightly controversial, or not controversial, but slightly um it I don't think we've forced big opinions on the podcast, and but it's almost been two years, and I feel like it's okay for me to to ultimately use a platform that's ours, that's mine and yours, to voice an opinion on something. Um so I I will on record say, and I've said it in, in in person before, that I flat out dislike this time of the year with a passion, um, mostly because of tryouts and, and things like that. I think it I think it's everything that's wrong with youth sports happens this time of the year, um, or specifically with soccer. Um, and I and I I want to bring up parents as as a big part of this, and not that I dislike parents. What I dislike is this concept of this idea of um, no, in, not that there's anything wrong with you doing what you think is best for your child, right? That that's 100% always the, always the, the number one thing you have to do what you think is right for, for your child. What I think, what I think we sometimes forget or sometimes miss is that on the other end of that, there is a player. And on the other end of that, there is a, a club and a coach that have put in a lot of time and effort in towards developing that child. And, and while, you know, you might think that there is a different scenario and a different level in which you need to go in, um, or you potentially need to make a change for a B or C reason. I think the best thing you can do is specifically at the level in which we're in, where it's not, you know, quote unquote, recreational soccer. It's not, um, low level or not low level it's not introductory right it's there there's a level of of competitiveness to it where parents choose or they make a decision 
um, without consulting the, the person that's helped develop their child over the X amount of years. And I find that to be at times um, difficult. Um, I've, it's, it's happened for years. And I, I, again, I think that's the main reason why I dislike this time of the year is because I can't get over the fact that people don't communicate. Can't get over the fact that if you are having a thought of doing something or going somewhere else for A, B, or C reason, I, I think there's a there, I think it's worthwhile having a conversation with your coach. Um, I think it's worthwhile having a conversation with your coach, as long as again the 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 setting is right, meaning that like you have a good relationship with your coach, and it's not you're not leaving because of a conflict within the coach, right? You're leaving because you think there's a better fit for your kid somewhere else and that's fine. But I would, I would, I would encourage people to, to out of, I think out of respect and out of, I think out of due diligence, have a conversation with your individual, with your current coach, because I think what ends up happening is what you end up building and, and parents might not look at it from this perspective because they don't see it from within the practice environment. What you end up building is this idea that, players are going to leave and you haven't fully thought out of a transitional transition like pathway like you haven't full, full, figured out the transitional moments of it right so parents decide that their child is going to leave their child decides they're going to leave but they don't communicate it with another coach but within internally within the environment of the players that within the team dynamic every player knows about it so the person that's left out is the coach now, this influences, again, from a coach perspective, you hear rumors and you hear all these things behind the scenes, which you try not to listen to because you, you want to base on facts. Again, out of respect for the parent, I tend, to, I tend to not assume anything until that specific player's parents or family tells me that this is happening or not happening. And I think it creates a, it creates a difficult environment. <clears throat> it creates a difficult environment for, for players because now you've changed the team dynamic without the coach having any sort of influence or knowing of it um, because players talk to each other. So players all of a sudden now become more clickish or clickish towards the idea that they're leaving and everyone else is staying. And, you know, it sometimes causes the idea of like, I'm leaving because I'm better or I'm leaving because I'm going somewhere better or things like that, which again, that's subjective. Um, and it creates a really negative environment at times. And it creates a really negative environment for the players that don't want to leave. And so now that the creates conflict where there really doesn't need to be conflict. If you want to leave, that's fine. Leave. But I think there's a right way of doing it or there's a right way of transitioning out. And then there's a wrong way. And at times when you don't communicate and you just flat out do whatever it is that you think you want to do, um, that becomes really difficult because again, we still have expectations when we go to a tournament, we still have expectations when we play games. And now doing it with players that have mentally checked out or mentally think, well, I don't have to listen to you because you're no longer my coach or you're not going to be my coach or I'm not playing for this club anymore or whatever it is. It becomes a very negative environment for, for everybody involved. Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of look at it, you look at the pro sports or like college sports, like pro sports when players leave or they get traded, like there's a conversation and most of the part when they leave on their own terms, it happens during the off season. Right. Like you kind of, hey, you know, you're free to sign up again or you're free not to sign up again. So like there's that free agent pe period or you'll get in college sports and it's like, hey, I played for this team. and I really don't want to play for this team anymore. Like I'm going to take the rest of the season off. 
and then move transition to a new team. And then at youth sports, you kind of just had the freedom to do whatever, whenever. And I think that's where we kind of lose out. I think there should, I don't know if there's a way to kind of monitor when the period is that you leave, like, Hey, you got four weeks between the end of your season in the fall and, or you say you have six weeks between your fall and your spring season where, Hey, you can go try out wherever you want. If you don't like to fit, but you need to have that conversation with your coach. Yeah. But, but the problem is, is that again, from what I have been told, the problem is, is that, and we can call it out because again, we have no affiliation to it and I don't have a problem with it, but girls Academy or ECNL at the potentially the highest level of youth soccer, apparently made it a point towards towards their clubs that they have to do tryouts by certain times. Right. Which which then it goes against this idea of like, like, I have a really hard time understanding how it is that we're all supposed to grow the sport when things like that happen. And we all sit in a room and agree to the fact that the the doing tryouts early is is counterproductive to developing players because you do them two months or three months before season's done. And then all of a sudden your kid, again, kids check out or you do it in such a way that parents or coaches don't know that it's happening. And then you like, and so they check out. Yeah. And I think, I think that's part of it, right? Like if you're going to, what would happen the, the other way around? Right? Let's, let's flip it the other way around, right? So I am no longer coaching both of my teams that I have currently have next year, right? So conflicts arise, right? What if I didn't prepare and I just said, hey, you know what? I'll just let a parent coach. It doesn't matter. I'm not coaching this team anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's instead of having you or Dan or Kyle who know the group come in and help me when I'm when I have a conflict. Right. I'm in the same boat, right? Like, right, like what what happens then? Right. What what do you do? Do you just flat out say, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's not my problem anymore. Like it, what does it matter? Right. You're leaving. I'm not staying or whatever it is. Right. I'm no longer working with your group. What if I mentally checked out for three months? Yeah. Then you're the back. I mean, how's that fair for the kids? But but it's the same thing. Right. How is it fair for kids to check out? How is it fair for their teammates? It's a team sport. It's not an individual sport. Right. And, and I know this is not going to be a popular opinion and this might cause conflicts. And but I do think that there's there's a level in which when we set out to do this podcast two years ago and we, we you know, we're about to hit our two year mark in about a month um, and a half. And we are about to hit episode 100 within the next uh, week. Right. Next episode 100 is next week. So this is where like kind of the different side of the podcast is happening. I guess next week we'll be a lot happier. Um, but. But this is what we talked about, right? That the whole point of this entire thing has been talk about topics that don't get really talked about a whole lot. Talk about things that are difficult. Talk about um, the things that need to be talked about. To me, this is a topic that needs to be talked about. To me, this is a topic that we in general, and I'll use us as an example, we don't do a good enough job of either educating parents to see how they can make the right decisions. And we also at times have a really hard time standing up for ourselves. Yeah. And, and myself included, right? Put your two, I, weeks, put your two weeks in, it's like a job, right? Put your two weeks in. Give me, let me know two weeks before you leave. Two yeah, weeks. but I mean, ultimately, it's not two weeks, right? It's two now, two months, two and a half months, because that's what's happening right now, right? I don't know. It's disappointing. It's disappointing because parents don't at times 
And and I think at times certain coaches don't value the the effort that parents and players make. But I do think at a certain point there is a level of undervalue in what coaches do. Um it's there is a level of which we sometimes overcoach and, and I agree with that. And I there's a level where we need to take a step back and just let the game kind of figure itself out on its own with the kids. But there there is a lot of work that happens behind the scenes. And at times yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of dismissal on that part of it. And not only that, there's also a lot of dismissal on the fact that like coaches have families, coaches have other things, coaches have jobs, other jobs, right? And it just gets dismissed because it becomes this this consumer product relationship of like I've done I've gotten what I wanted out of you. It doesn't matter. Right. How does that what kind of example do we set for our kids if that's the mentality that we have as coaches or as parents or players or families? Right. Is that the kind of kid we want to raise? Is that the kid the kind of environment we want to put our kids in where it becomes a very just consumer environment of just like, ah, did you you didn't give me the product I wanted? Like I'm out, like nothing else. This isn't going, I don't know. This isn't going to the computer store and saying, I need a Mac or I need a PC that has X qualifications. And if it doesn't have the specifications that I'm looking for, I don't want it. I go somewhere else. It's more than that. Um, and in a world where we're currently coming out of COVID or wherever we are in the COVID world, where we have seen a decline in in places that require customer service, right? Restaurants and businesses that that require some sort of human interaction have a decline in people, right? You go to a restaurant, no one's working. Yeah. Why? Because people are getting tired of yelling, getting yelled at, man. Like people yeah. are getting tired of just bad attitudes all the time. So I don't know. I think it's two folded, but I mean, we can go on. We could we could debate this for hours. Um, I think it's two folded, but. I mean, we can only control what we can control. Yeah. We can control developing kids and making them the best kids possible. But we can't control, like, it's the same thing on the field. We can't control their decisions. If a kid's going to play the ball to the other team, as much as we yell, train, if they throw the ball in and they go to the other team, you and I physically can't control that. Yeah. So yep. we can't control the conversations I think parents have or decisions parents make. I mean, I mean, you got to live with the decisions that you make. Sometimes you make the right ones. Sometimes you make, sometimes you make the wrong ones. Yeah. Um, all right. Player of the match as we wrap up. Player of the match. Player of the match. Uh, I'm going to give it to my little cousin, Melina. Two goals on Sunday. Stopped by Delaware FC, Hokesson. And they had a play, uh, play day and she scored two goals. So I'm going nice. to give it to Melina. Good for her. Um, my player of the match goes out to Ethan. Um, not because he played any sort of soccer this week because he was at soccer fields. I don't think he played any soccer though, but because I had a really good moment with him, um, at the beginning of the game of the Philadelphia Union game last Saturday. Um, it was a really cool, like father son moment of just me holding him and him being happy because the game was starting after that. He didn't really care, but yeah, the, in that moment it was really nice. So I'm going to give it to him. Um, on this day in history, I wanted to do, I wanted to do, um, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna make our our on this day in history a little bit different. Um, instead of May 20th, we're actually gonna use May 19th uh, because May 19th, 2013, was a very very important day, and that was the last game that Alex Ferguson 
was on the managing seat of Manchester United uh, in a 5-5 draw against West Brom Albion. Mm. Um, they, they finished, they won the Premier League that year, um, 11 points ahead of Manchester City. Uh, so 20, May 19th, 2013. The last day that we saw Alex Ferguson managing a team. Pretty cool. Uh, fair play of the week. Uh, fair play of the week. going to go out to Sideline Solutions once again. Um, you know, they've been going through a lot. They've had, this is their, I think, third or fourth consecutive week having tournaments, and they've got another one next week. So just shout out to Sideline Solutions, man. And they're working hard. Plus, add on top of that, the PRCL. They've got a lot of soccer going on in a short span of time, so they're doing they're doing all they can, man, and, and doing a great job of doing what they're doing and controlling what they can control. You know, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, they couldn't control the weather, and they had to redo a whole tournament, the flick of a moment. So they're controlling the controllables, doing a great job of doing it. So shout out to those guys at Sideline Solutions. Good stuff. Um, my fair play of the week goes out to the collective bargaining agreement that was reached. I think that's I think it's a huge topic. I think it's, it's it sets the right president going forward. So congratulations to them. All right. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Uh, Diamonds, DE Union Diamonds on Instagram and on Facebook. Schedule's getting released next week with the brand new pictures from the team. Make sure you follow yeah. the podcast, DE Soccer Podcast, DE Soccer Podcast on Instagram. Thanks for joining us this week. And I always remember, oh, sorry. Well, I should do this again. It's been 100 weeks. I feel like you should know it by now. I should know it by now, right? Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. Boom.